Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Quackers. Um, today actually starts our new season. Um, I plan on doing 10 episode slots. Um, so I'll do 10 episodes, and there'll be one season, and then obviously the next 10 will be the following season. So today is episode one of season two. And before I, I start this podcast, I really want to say from the bottom of my heart, I thank anybody who has listened to my podcast. Um, we're actually getting a, I'm getting a decent amount of views for somebody that is practically a no one. And I, I really appreciate those people that have taken the time out of their day or whatever they're doing to listen to this podcast. I, I know sometimes I can be a little rough to listen to and I, I really appreciate it. It's been a big dream of mine for a long, long time to start some sort of YouTube channel podcast and talk about all things pop culture because I'm a big lover and follower of pop culture and I, I think it's really cool to talk about it with people and listen to their opinions so I really appreciate it to those who have listened and tuned in and shout out to Germany, Australia, United States and Denmark on listening to the podcast. Shout out to all those countries. <laughs> so uh, the movie we're going to review today is on anime. It's Berserk Arc 1 of the Golden Age, The Egg of the King. So, to start, I want to say that I read a lot of manga, and I have seen a good amount of animes. Um, I wouldn't call me, myself an anime buff, but I've seen a good amount of them to know my way around an anime, um, to say the least. But, what's special about Berserk to me is Berserk is my favorite manga of all time. Um, I'll get more into why as I continue, but I just want to say that because I might be a little biased in terms of how I feel about the movie based on my love for the manga. Um, so yeah, I just figured I'd give that forewarning because if you watch it or and you like it more or less than I do, it's it's my opinion's mainly based on how I feel about the manga more than the movie. Um, so I want to get into the pros. Um, the 2D animation in this movie looks really good. I So I am in the opinion that 2D animation, hand-drawn animation, looks way better than 3D animation. A lot, most times, 3D animation looks like fucking trash. Mainly because, for some reason, when you do computer 3D animation and the way that anime is drawn and looks, it looks fucking goofy and the detail looks like shit when you go into the computer and make drawings have this weird 3D effect. There's a way that you can draw 2D animation to make it 3D. You just need to make proper shadowing on the characters and all the surroundings, and usually backgrounds look way cooler when they're hand-drawn than in the computer, because most times the computer is just like this foggy, mushy shit, and I can't stand it most of the time. So I just want to quick talk about that one. So... I'm going to go into the actual story now. So the adaptation of the characters is usually spot on. Uh, Casca is a bit of a bitch in the beginning of this uh, story arc. So the Golden Age is a very small part of the manga. Um, it's actually not even the beginning of the manga. The beginning of the manga is the Black Swordsman arc. But this one is more about the origins of Guts, Griffith, the Band of the Hawk, and Casca, and all those guys. <sighs> So, it's it's kind of hard for people that don't know the story to understand, like, why is, like, it's kinda, it could be jarring for certain parts because it's not the beginning of the story. So, that's why I'm, I'm letting you know about that. But the characters overall are really good when it comes to their adaptations. Like, Griffith, he's weird, but he has this air of mystery around him that makes him seem and super smart and he's secretly, deceptively strong. Um, 
and he has this like aura of angelic being around him. He's he's like this. It's like he's above everybody, and he knows it, and everyone else knows it. But it's not. He's not cocky. He just knows that if he puts his mind to it, he'll get what he wants. Um, so I like how they portray Griffith in this. Um, there's certain parts of Guts I'm not I'm not a huge fan of. I lo- so Guts is probably one of my all-time favorite fictional characters. Guts, Batman. I do like Gohan from uh, from Dragon Ball, and then probably like something like Doctor Doom. Those are like my favorite fictional characters. So I'm I can be very harsh when it comes to the interpretation of Guts. Um, so he usually comes across to most like people before you really get to know more of his character that he's just kind of this crazy brute. But it, it's he he expresses himself through violence because that's how he was raised. He was he was taken from a literal baby found by a mercenary group and was raised to use a sword that was made for an adult as a child. He was bullied and pushed around by a lot of people. Um, trigger warning to some people if you're sensitive to this kind of subject. He was he was raped as a young boy. Um, so it shaped him into being a very cold, angry, violent person once he becomes a teenager and young adult, I should say. And so I, I think he's a lot more complex character than a lot of people give him credit for. I mean, it's considered... He's considered one of the best characters in all of anime and manga. So this one doesn't really capture that that well. It really just captures his brutality when he fights and how angry he can be. At least in the first arc of this of this trilogy. So it, that that's a little rough for me, but it's not terrible. Like if you watch it, you're not going to be annoyed by his character. It's just like me. I know a lot about the story. So it's a bit of a negative and a positive for me. I love the violence in this movie. The action... The action in this movie is fucking dope. So if you're just here to watch some cool-ass anime fights, this is a movie for you. Um, for people that focus more on the story than anything else, that might be where you kind of lose yourself in this movie. They cut a lot of the parts of the manga and the story out of this section. Like, there's a lot more scenes, like especially... So, the beginning of the movie shows when Guts attacks the castle, the band of the Hawks sees them because they arrive late to the battle, so they leave, and then they, and then some uh, some of the people try to attack Guts, he beats them, and Griffith shows up, basically beats him, they fight again, and Griffith says, like, I own you now because, basically, I beat you, so you have to fight for me, and then they cut from that to, like, way later when they're, like, being held by the king as to high standing, and the, they basically cut all the middle out between that, which can be fine, and it kind of does that in the manga, but it will go back and cut in things that you missed in terms of, like, character development, so Guts goes from, like, I don't give a fuck about anybody, I'm gonna just fight and fight and fight, and then and then he goes back to an adult, and and Costco's like, you haven't changed at all since I first met you, but the only thing you've seen of him at this current age is him literally charging into battle by himself, not listening to orders, and just wanting to kill people. So, her saying, like, oh, you haven't changed at all, kind of still calls for this. Like, he's the same thing. He hasn't hasn't shown the progression or change in Guts' personality. It has stayed the same. So, it doesn't really make sense when Guts is like, nah, I'm not the same person anymore. So, it's not really justified when he says I'm not the same when they don't change his character that way. Casca, yeah, I mean, Casca's Casca. I, I like her character. She's not my favorite. I like her more in later stories, uh, especially more later in this arc. She kind of has more of a... She's on the back burner more in this part of the movie than I think she should. Um, she's she's obsessed with Griffith, and that's why she's there. She wants to be Griffith's right-hand man. 
and unfortunately it's Guts, so she really hates Guts in that regard, because she feels as though he's just a mad dog, and she should be there, but eventually it kind of changes for them, and and for Griffith especially. She doesn't like the way that Griffith talks to Guts, because she's never seen him talk to any way towards her that he does to Guts. Um, so it's kind of weird, although I find it kind of funny. Um, especially, so it is true that he does talk to Guts in a weird way. Um, even Guts, in their first conversation, really, he's talking to him and he's like, I want you. I want you to be a part of my group. And Guts is like, dude, are you gay? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so it's kind of weird. Griff- so the, part of the reason why I like Griffith so much in terms of his character is that he doesn't really have like a set personality. He could be really, he could be really weird, funny, and childlike, and also being really stoic, silent, and very angelic. Um, which is why I think they're so am- ambiguous about his sexuality on this. And so I kind of like it. I, it, ma- it makes him more mysterious in that sense. So I kind of like that, and I, I, I hope that it, I hope more people view it that way, and not be so like, this is stupid. He's just weird. Um, He's a lot more interesting than that, and I think a lot of people give Griffith credit for as well. So, I'm going to give another big props to the voice acting for this movie. Um, I pretty much like everyone's voice every every uh, when I read the manga. Uh, most of the time, I, that's that's the kind of voice I I think in my head for them. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a few times where the dialogue can be a little shoddy. I wish that the dialogue was more similar to the manga. They kind of take some liberties on certain scenes. So I think that's why sometimes the scenes are kind of like weird because I know what they're supposed to say in English, but they don't say it. They just change the words for some reason. So sometimes the scenes don't match the dialogue, but the voice acting is still good. So it doesn't like take away any of the scenes. It's just sometimes you'll notice like, why'd they say it like that? Um, that's about it. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to get into the more of the cons for this movie. Um, like I said earlier, they take big chunks out of the manga. Um, there's also this weird rush dream sequence for Guts in this movie. So there's a huge chunk of the manga where they go back into Guts' childhood, which I described earlier in this movie. But instead of just, you know, explaining or showing bits and pieces of it, they just kind of have this weird psychedelic dream sequence where you hear like random dialogue and there's just weird visuals and that's supposed to explain his backstory. So to anyone that doesn't know the story, this would be really fucking confusing. Uh, when I showed my father duck this movie, he was really confused by the scene. So I would assume that most people that watch it that don't know the story would also be equally as confused. Um, so that, I mean, you have to make sure the story, you know, works for all audiences. Um, the 3D animation in this movie kind of sucks ass. Um, yeah, it, you can you can really tell uh, which which part of the animation looks better. It could be really weird. Sometimes the animation looks really cool, and other times it looks like complete fucking garbage. And it's almost always when they're doing the 3D animation. Sometimes the action works well, but their faces look really weird in the 3D animation. And same with their armor; it has like this weird like plastic look to it when they go 3D so I just prefer if they just stuck to the 2D the whole time. I understand 2D can be more expensive and it takes longer to do but I'd rather qual- I'd rather quality over quantity in my opinion um, yeah it's it's not really that easy to follow 
non-fans. I mean, I first watched these before I read the manga. That's what made me go read the manga. And I was able to follow the story. I mean, it's, I, it got me into the manga. So it's not terrible. But reading the manga definitely helped me understand certain parts of the story, which I was always like, what the fuck? What's going on? Um, so yeah, I, I it's really... Most people will enjoy it at the most if they're fans of the manga already. Um, so, yeah, so there's some parts of this movie that feels like they're missing other parts. So, like I said earlier, when, like, Guts is like, no, nah, I've changed since you last saw me. You really haven't. There's no proof of it or anything. And there's certain scenes that really build up Griffith and the reason why a lot of these people follow him in his era of mystery, why the king trusts him so much. And certain parts of the action seem to be cut out, or certain characters like Nosferatu Zod. If I feel like that part is a little weird, just really jarring for most people, which it can be in the in the in the manga, but it's it's more weird in the adaptation because they cut a little too much out. Um, the music of this movie is really basic, um, which is kind of sad because the original anime in the '90s, Guts's theme is it's now it's, it's now like a famous meme song. Um, <laughs> I've seen it a lot on meme compilations on Instagram, TikTok, and all that stuff. But it, it really is like one of the most iconic anime themes of all time, except for the actual opening theme from the original anime. That one's garbage. That's the worst music you could ever play for Berserk. But it's just generic. It's just like really generic ass fantasy music. And I really think like there's sometimes where they could have put some, they could have just used guts themes for this movie and in certain scenes and it would have been made the movies much better. Um, when, it, when they're trying to be dramatic and I'm just listening to this shitty ass music, it's like, that's all I could think about. It was like, wow, why does this music suck so much ass? So, yeah, that's all I can really say about this movie. It's it's not terrible. It's not great. It's it's an okay movie. It's enjoyable to watch for, I guess you would call it a palate cleanser movie. It, so that's what kind of disappoints me the most, is that the manga is one of the most interesting, complex story character developments anywhere the character arcs in the manga are fantastic and it's really cool guts has such a interesting story throughout the whole manga like guts's willpower is like stronger than any willpower in any fictional character that's how he stays alive and that's how he wins he survives by refusing to die and lose and to watch a character go through so much traumatic events and refuse to quit I feel like can be extremely relatable and really cool to read and watch. And they don't really capture that that well in the movie. And I think that's why this movie isn't as good as it could be. They don't capture the, the awesome storylines of Guts and the Band of the Hawk. Um, they, they, there are some beats in this movie where they're like, that's good, that's real good, I'm glad you got that. And there's others who's like, dude, you just totally fucking dropped the ball. So that's why it's not terrible, but it's not great. It's just okay. So I'm going to give a rating for this movie. I'm going to say it's a 5 out of 10, which is exactly how I was describing it. It's an average movie. It's not terrible. It's not great. It, I, the be, on the best day, I could give this movie maybe like a 6 but it's not a six. It's a five. The fan in me for Berserk wants to give it something higher because I really want someone to give Berserk the respect and the adaptation it needs. But I can't say this is a good anime that's above others like Dragon Ball Z or something like One Piece 
or Death Note, or even Goblin Slayer. It's not better than any of those. This movie, anyway. Even though the manga, in my opinion, is a much better story um, than any of those. So, yeah, with a, with a heavy heart, I have to say it's a 5 out of 10. So I hope you made it through this, uh, this, this whole podcast. And, you know, I think you should still give it a watch because it really did get me into the manga. So it's not a terrible movie. I don't think you shouldn't watch it. You should give it a watch for someone that is a big fan of fantasy stories. And this one is a much more mature adult version of a lot of the fantasy stories. So if you're sick of something like Lord of the Rings and you want something much more serious, more darker, and it has a lot of hints of like Norse mythology in it, Berserk is a great story to watch. And I would recommend this these, uh, this first movie, and I'd recommend the original anime that came out in the 90s. It's on YouTube, all 25 episodes. I, I would give the show, so I'll just do the sh- I'll give, give a quick rating for the show. Um, the original anime, I give it like a 7, maybe an 8. So that's the rough ballpark I give the original anime, because the story is much closer to the manga in that old one. And I, I, who I really want to do an adaptation for this story are the guys that did Castlevania and Blood of Zeus. Those guys on Netflix, that guy is fantastic at telling like dark, sinister animes, and I think he would really capture the action and the look of the manga. So I'd like him to do that. Hopefully one day he will. I know he wants to, so that's what I'm hoping for. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And, you know, if you have me on any social medias, you want to send me, you know, a question. If you want me to review something that you want me, like you are really interested in, I'm down for that. Um, if you want me to branch out, maybe review other things on this podcast, I'm down for that too. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you and have a good day.